This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. There was another daily export sales report of 1.22 million metric tons of corn to China to add to the 1.15 million metric ton the day before. We are told that they are not done yet. Sales should total 4 million metric tons from this round of buying. That would put USDA corn exports where they said that they would be for the entire year in March. We could expect announcements of further sales and a potential eye-popping total corn weekly sales total. The next major USDA reports will be quarterly stocks and planning intentions at the end of the month. Stocks should reflect usage, and as the USDA has been consistently behind their estimate of demand, it would stand to reason that the stocks report should give them an opportunity to reset. When USDA came with initial projections for 2021 acres of 92 million for corn, and 90 million for soybeans, it is like they started a contest among private analysts as to who can top those numbers with more acres. USDA is forecasting their farmers will best their previous combined acres of 160 million acres of corn and soybeans by 2 million. They are also forecasting that there will be no significant amount of prevent plant this year, as no other crops are surrounding acres to the majors. They're all profitable and they want to keep the acres they have. There will be agronomic reasons behind acreage shifts. Farmers will be cautious over corn-on-corn, getting burnt last year with a major corn-on-corn yield lag. Farmers will stick closer to rotation. That makes it easy to see corn-on-corn going to soybeans, but not the other way around. The Ellendale Farmer Acreage Survey showed that farmers intended to plant 92.82 million acres of corn and 90.31 million acres of soybeans. Neither of the two estimates would likely cause any huge stir in the markets. They are not far enough off from USDA estimates to give much buffer for yields against the balance sheet. USDA demand projections showed these acres plus trend line yields barely moved the needle relative to increasing carryovers. And USDA is understating demand. I think that the current year corn carryover could shrink to 1.1 billion before this growing season gets started. That is your buffer. In the case of soybeans, they're going to take some serious action to end the year with any carryover other than the beans rattling around in the grain augers. I think that the balance sheet has room for 92 million acres of soybeans. The more acres that get planted, the less that tend to be the good acres as the marginal acres get included. The Allendale Farmer Survey also showed that farmers had sold 79% of their old crop corn and 87% of their old crop soybeans. If grain prices do rise this summer, farmers will have little left to sell. Farmer cash sales would have little pressure on the market. The funds are in control. U.S. and Chinese diplomats are having their first face-to-face meeting in Anchorage, Alaska. That's a long ways from Washington or Beijing. It was depicted by Politico as having more to do with security issues and human rights with less focus yet on trade talks. The Chinese are placing higher expectations on the meeting than the Biden people are. China was making some noteworthy commodity purchases ahead of it as a peace offering. Historically, China likes to use these meetings to talk about changes in policy that are vetted at post-summit study groups that may put a policy on paper that has never been implemented by China. It keeps everyone engaged but accomplishes little. Suffice it to say that U.S.-Chinese relations are slowly deteriorating and the change in U.S. administrations is unlikely to alter the trend. 
Neither side, however, is ready to re-engage in a trade war, as long as they do not have to look across the table at Peter Navarro. I think that they will comply with Phase 1, and we will let them. Navarro was the bad cop with Robert Lighthizer being the good one. Those roles in this administration have not been spelled out yet. Lumber prices made new highs again in an industry that is structured not all that differently than the cattle industry, where the processors in the middle, in this case sawmills, hold dominant market power over loggers and consumers. Fox Business says that lumber prices have gone up over 170% over the past year, adding $24,000 to the cost of a new home. Everything else going into building a new home has gone up in price too, and now mortgage rates are higher as well. That is starting to push new home prices beyond some people's price point. This may slow the housing boom, but I doubt that it will stop it. Demand is still strong. Homes being listed coming on the market here being taken in 24 to 48 hours, so higher existing home prices support new construction costs. Contractors still have plenty of work in the pipeline. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 